Hey, it's Kelly from Zinimi. Before we start this next episode, I have a quick question for you. How do you feel about being subpoenaed in your private practice? If you have any fear, sense of dread, or worry, you are not alone. Please join us for our upcoming training with Nicole Stoller-Peterson on mastering your subpoena process in private practice. It's going to be an amazing training to help build your confidence, to help you serve your clients better, and to take out the guesswork when it comes to being subpoenaed in your private practice. All you need to do is go to zinnime.com and check out the training there. You will also get a recording if you sign up. We can't wait to see you there. everybody welcome today we're talking more about private practice and how to do it in a way that aligns with who you are as a human so that you can reach the clients that really need you and do it in a way where you are not burnt to a crisp where you're not a shell of a human where you get to like really like live out like your dream for a business and we have the amazing Jackie Golub here um amazing amazing uh that's going to be sharing her journey and her success and her advice i want to hear from you what are the places where you're getting stuck in building your private practice we are here to answer and support you and encourage you because we need more therapists who are doing their life's work and doing their heart's work um because that's what keeps therapists out of burnout. That's what reaches people in like powerful way. That's what changes our world. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Jackie, do you want to introduce yourself, your specialty, where you're at? Tell people about you. Yeah, totally. So I'm Jackie, she, her. I am a sex therapist and actually like news, my website and business is going through a little bit of a transition. Um, also doing sexual wellness coaching because lots of folks and people that are finding me may or may not, you know, meet criteria for a sexual um, functioning diagnoses in sex therapy. And then there's some folks that are like, I really just want to learn about like sexual education. I want to learn about my body's pleasure. I want to learn about like understanding who I am as a sexual human being in person and jumping into my shameless self. So I love this image. <laughs> yeah, that's my velvet puppet and pillow. So I use that a lot in psychoeducation with folks. And that's my clitoris pillow too. <laughs> um, so I do a lot of that and I'm actually doing a lot of holistic healing um, within my business too. And I think one of the things that you talk about a lot, Miranda, is just when your business is pivoting and when certain clients come and find you, if y'all can't tell, I have like a million one crystals, like doing more holistic healing, coaching with folks that want to just be able to show up for the their best self and incorporating different types of mindfulness, um, pairing that with different types of crystal healing, pairing that with journaling, meditation, oracle cards, and like just learning how to trust your mind, your heart, and your gut. So mind, body, soul stuff. So doing a lot of different things. I am in Minneapolis, Minnesota. So I see folks for therapy in Minnesota. Um, and with coaching, I see folks out of Minnesota. But essentially, I like to make sure that I have those good screeners to know whether or not if people are looking for sexual wellness coaching outside of um, Minnesota, that if it's bleeding over into that like 
sex therapy realm, I'm going to have a provider for you in your state for therapy rather yeah. than take that person on as a coaching client. So yeah, that's who I am. And yeah, sex therapist Jackie on Instagram and YouTube and, um, all and the I think places. it's just going to be shameless Jackie. There's a lot <laughs> you know, I think this is the piece. How many of you who are watching right now, since we're live streaming, would have thought like, there's no way you could do all of that in like Minnesota, right? Like how many of us have like very like, closed down ideas about, well, if I live in this place, if you live in California, like I live near to Encinitas, California, it's like the, like this hub of woo, like, or if you live in Sedona, you can be a woo woo person. Or if you live here, you can do that. And that we feel like there's not that place. And I, and I think there's, and whether you're a woo woo person or whether you do somatic therapy or EMDR or brain spotting or fill in whatever limiting belief you have, it's this place of, oh, well, I can't do that because I fill in the blank. I live in Minnesota or I live in, in Minneapolis or I'm not in a place where these other people are. And you are bucking that trend, Jackie, and saying yeah. like, this actually is possible. <laughs> yeah, totally. And I think that's one of the things too, like I'm attracting those clients that want that like holistic healing. And it was so fun because a couple weeks ago I had a self-care day by myself and I went to my favorite crystal gem store here called Jula Weed. And it was so intense. Like I was talking to the worker there. She wanted to be a sex educator. I bought this book called Aphrodisiac, which is more of the holistic healing that I also want to incorporate into both if clients want that. Right. And now those clients, like you put yourself out in the world and do that. And now those clients are coming back. So that's what I'm attracted. So I think it's super interesting. So I've had a lot of great like connection with the woo woo. Yeah. <laughs> things like with my spirituality um, and just also debunking any like myths about like you can't do it like all the things that you like to do in your life who's to say that you can't do that in business like you can have a both and like you don't have to pick between you know one or the other and for me it's more fun like I had an epiphany in undergrad with my brother um Joey and I was like Joey like I know I want to be a therapist one day but I don't know if I meant to do just one type of therapy thing and for me it was crushing because I had that kind of ingrained mm. into my head that like you can only do CBT therapy mm. and people are going to just want to see you for that or you can only <sighs> use evidence-based approaches because there's going to be clients out there that don't care about holistic healing and everything and yeah. then I'm so glad I'm not in that space anymore and <laughs> that I'm yeah. in private practice too where no you can do all these mm. different things and those clients will find you no matter what at the end of the day yeah I love it. I love Tamika saying hello. Hey, <laughs> One of our other the business schoolers with there. Nancy is saying hello. Um, thank you for having Jackie on your podcast. She's a wealth of knowledge and mm -hmm. so much fun. Y'all are both social media mavens out there in the world having fun on social media. Let's talk about that <laughs> a little bit in terms of what you've built up so far. What has been your favorite way to connect with clients to bring the right people to you at the right time? What's been your favorite marketing technique? Hmm. Honestly, I'm a really big people person. So for mm -hmm. me, it's like relationships first, referral second. And mm -hmm. last year in February, like um, I was early on in private practice, working at a group private practice, and I wanted to have a community of support. So I created like a, like a Facebook community of therapists who 
we're also like, yes, let's do that. We just need someone to do these events. So I just kind of like nominated myself. And it was really great. I actually had a really wonderful coffee, like networking meeting with a ton of them this morning. And I'm keeping it going every so often, but also putting it out there too of like, this group can be whatever you want it to be. Just don't be trash, like the acronym for all the different bad things in the world related to microaggressions, right? Yeah. And let's have this be an intent with relationships first and referral mm. second. So for me, I network every single week, no matter yeah. what. Like, be that, you know, for 30 minutes, be that for a 10-minute phone call, whatever. If I have open space where my clients cancel or no show or whatever, I'm mm -hmm. still going to put myself out there in this world because I have to mm -hmm. own my business. If I don't do that, no one yeah. else is going to do it for me. So I love networking with other people. And I love that world. it's it's relationships first. Like the, like, I don't know how many ways like I've had to tell people like, this is not something where you come in with your business card in your hand and you're palming it and you're like shoving it into everyone's hand or you're just, hi, you know, I'm a business coach for, for overwhelmed therapists and I can see any therapist and help them with anything. And like, hello, I'm Ren and I'm a business coach for homework therapists and I can help you like, Whoa. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, hey, <laughs> tell me about you. Who mm -hmm. are you as a human? What's good in your life right now? What kind of, what is your business and what kind of clients are you, are you looking for? And are there any stuck places in your business or in your life that maybe I can help and I can connect you with another person or connect you with a book or a podcast, mm -hmm. or maybe there is a way I can support you, but it's this place of when we're, really like looking at like connecting and being of service mm -hmm. it's sort of like that's when it happens yeah. like i remember that in one of the first networking groups that i that i went in and i remember like cuz i'm not a as much as people may not see that in like my job was any me, but you know, I'm not a look at me person. I'm not like a, let's come into the room, especially in a business environment. Like I'm like a hang back and like, let me watch and assess kind of person. Mm -hmm. And I remember like my first referrals came from like bathroom conversations. <laughs> Washing her hands. And I'm like, Hey, how you doing? And someone's mm -hmm. like, Hey, like, what, what do you do? Like, I don't really even know. I'm like, well, you know, like, here's what I'm about. Like, I really like people that have been through like terrible experiences, like, like gnarly trauma. And I get to help them like unpack it. And they're like, really? And I was like, yeah, it's like really beautiful. Like, I just love it. And they're like, cool. And then like referrals out the wazoo, you know, it's just like, <laughs> here's the piece. But I had, I didn't come into the bathroom, like, you know, trying to like chase someone nope. down. I was just being myself and getting to know people and, and building connections and building relationships. And I think the other part too, is like, there's a lot of isolation that we feel as therapists in this work. And so it's also beneficial for us to have like good, solid relationships, you know, mm -hmm. like not be out on our own and be able to tell the difference between like someone, I don't, that trash acronym that makes me laugh but like yeah. someone that we're like this is not someone who's authentic this isn't someone who's vulnerable this is someone who's shaming me this mm -hmm. is someone who's being attacking this is someone who you know has ulterior motives like I don't want to be involved in that and then when you have those and those relationships are exhausting yeah. I think that's the piece is people are like oh my gosh it's so exhausting to be around people uh, you know as an introvert as an ambivert it's like no yes and maybe 
it's exhausting around people that aren't trustworthy. Exactly. And I think that's one of the biggest things is like, again, like trusting your gut in those networking meetings and those relationships too. And figuring out like, do I feel good with this person? Is this person like, how is this person talking about the clients they work with? Are they shaming them? If like they are shamed, like that's like a my spidey sense going off and gut intuition being like, no, no, we'll not be sending any of my clients to you then if you fall into that acronym in that category. Yeah. And if that person's not mm. willing to listen to, you know, feedback when it comes to it as well, I think that's just a major red flag as well. And knowing too, like, you don't have to do a million and one networking meetings as well. Like you can throw it out there if you want to and have them on your calendar. But literally me just going to that like crystal shop, whatever, that was networking. That was like, hey, what are the best crystals you recommend for sexual healing? I wanna learn, I wanna know because you're the experts, right? You're working here. You're gonna know better than I do. I have a sense of like some, but I wanna know from you. Mm -hmm. And had I not asked that question, this person wouldn't have been like, oh my God, can I follow you on Instagram? Can I connect with you in the future for coffee? Um, can I talk to you about, you know, what a career in sex education looks like and what program? Yeah, let's do it. Like it's huge. So I think mm -hmm. it's even in those pleasurable, enjoyable experiences, like a self-care day, like that's where where you go, your ideal clients are going to go to. And so, yeah. and then not maybe an ideal client doesn't even come from it, but there's a connection made there and then they see that. And so I think yeah. that's huge too. I think it, and this is, I mean, this brings me up with like this other crazy thing. Like I think about, and this is such a silly example, but like taking care of yourself. Like I remember once I went in, I was sick. Like I was so sick and I'm in the office and the doctor is asking me like, so what do you do? I'm like, I'm a, I'm a therapist, like whatever. She's like, really? You have a minute. I'm like talking that doctor's office sent me so many referrals. <laughs> now, how many of us as therapists, we avoid the doctors, we don't mm -hmm. do the doctor's appointments, like there's all these things because we're taking care of everyone else. Mm -hmm. Like just going to your wellness appointments, y'all, like mm -hmm. if you allow it to be, that can be a place of, of just sharing with your heart. If you just go into a space of like, when it's safe to do so, I'm going to be open hearted and be honest. And the people are always making conversation, yeah. right? Which I always think is so interesting. Like the OB, I'm like, I'm sort of the, of the place of like, generally I'm like, you're in my vagina. Like, I know I probably shouldn't, but with you, Jackie, we could do this, right? You're we in can. my vagina. Real talk. Like, real talk. <laughs> like, I don't know that we need to get chatty right now, but <laughs> there is a thing of like, Hey, like here it is. We're, we're getting chatty. So like, why not be in that space of, of, of comfort? And I think as therapists, we often haven't worked through our, um, our fear, our anxiety of, of being seen and of being heard. And so when somebody says, what do you do? We kind of, we're like, I'm just, I'm a therapist, you know, or again, maybe we've also had the experience where it's like, I, I'm not, if someone asked me on the airplane, I'll, I will be honest. I will not tell someone I'm a therapist. <laughs> well, I will I absolutely. You're stuck in that seat. And yeah, no, like, I'm oh, not doing that. <laughs> no, no, okay. I'm not doing this that. Not a therapy no, session. I'll be like, oh, I'm a business coach. And, you know, mm -hmm. I'll, I'll just give the other answer. And I, so I will avoid that. But I think there's a lot of places where like we shut down. What were some of the things that you did that allowed you to be shameless? What are some ways that you like owned who you were to be able to like speak it when those conversations naturally came up in the, in 
in the terms of relationships. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think when it just comes, yeah, in terms of relationships and just in terms of getting to know people and like, really for me, I, I, I was in a mental health agency, burnt out and mm. advocated for myself and advocated mm. for the clientele that I wanted to work with, sex therapy clients, right? And so me, I was consistently, I noticed I used my voice, I did presentations for them, like a speaking event, I would help other therapists consult on cases, yet I was not being marketed the way I needed mm. to, to be like pushing myself into yeah. niching down into this area. And so after a while I was like, okay, I'm done. And if I don't put myself first again, no one else is going to. And then I'm probably, had I not left, I'm probably going to be here for so many years, stuck in a cycle, capped out at a certain percentage amount and really mm -hmm. just be unfulfilled and unhappy. And like for me with sex therapy, a lot of the, that's the above surface stuff that I see with people underneath that it is burnout. It is stress. It is anxiety. It is depression. It is self-love. It is self-care. Mm -hmm. And it is so much of like, if I don't practice what I preach and put myself first, then how good am I to those clients? And like mm -hmm. my clients can be mad that I left. Absolutely. And, you know, and they can also respect it. Like they're going to learn to accept it and respect it, hopefully. And if not, then, you know, that's on them at the end of the day. But yeah. I had to put myself first for a change. And so I noticed I kept using my voice, wasn't being heard. And so then I said, I'm going to step into this voice and then create a business that I want to create. And mm -hmm. I'm just going to not turn back. And I think one of the things was I was working as the only sex therapist ever in this company. And it was across, mm -hmm. it's across the state of Minnesota. It's a big mental health agency clinic mm -hmm. that I worked for. And so being the first, I'm not sure they were ready for me yet. Mm -hmm. um, and mm -hmm. for me, I kind of felt like a caged animal. Like you have to do mm -hmm. this type of therapy or you have to work with these clients or like, you know, I, I, I've never taken a trauma training. I've read books on trauma. I've learned about trauma a little bit. Like, have I taken an eight hour training and been certified in anything? No. So how ethical mm -hmm. is that, that I'm seeing particular clients that I don't know how to treat. Right. Mm. And so that's another component of it where I was just saying, I can't do this anymore. And I'm so glad that I had done that pre-licensed early on in my career. Mm -hmm. And I'm so thankful and grateful that Minnesota, you can open up a business pre-license and there's no laws against that and you're good mm -hmm. or you can work for a private practice at that stage of the game. And mm -hmm. so then for me, I was like, I'm sick and tired of like <laughs> feeling like a caged animal and I have to like open up the cage and let myself blossom and bloom. I'm a metaphor person and I have to speak my truth. I have to show yeah. up as who I am because... For me too, as a therapist who has seen therapists before, because we need those, right? Like yeah. I wanted to know who that person was, what's their voice, what do they do? Like I want to feel a connection with them. Mm. And I wasn't necessarily getting that a ton with providers online. So I kind of thought, okay, if I am just authentic and real and I have fuck on my website, mm -hmm. and I'm like, <laughs> right? Our clients gonna love that, and I was really encouraged by my bootcamp buddy, who also like laughs square heel is her motto, and she's like, "You have the word, uh, you have all this stuff about all this shit about sex on your website, but you're worried about putting the word asshole on there. Like, just do it." <laughs> <laughs> 
like we can get stuck in that, but then yeah. also remembering like, hey, that is your voice. And those clients yeah. that speak similar to you, like a human and not all clinically, they're going to love working with you more because of that, because yeah. then you're going to be on their level and they're going to want to approach you, especially in a more intimate setting of sex therapy. So I thought that was interesting. It's huge. And I think this is the this is the other piece, this disconnect. I want to go back to something you were saying earlier about we learn in school, we're taught to be ethical, know your scope of competence, know your scope of practice, refer people out. And then immediately we go into internships, practicum, employment settings where we are told to do exactly opposite of what is in our code of ethics. And if we kind of hold to that code of ethics, then we are, you know, fired or reprimanded or seen as this like squeaky wheel when it's, it, and it, and it's crazy making. And mm -hmm. I think the other piece too, I think you, sounds like you had the same experience I did, which is like, it is, I call it baptism by fire. It's like, here's your first week here's a DID patient. Like, like here's the most intense people that you are, that you will see in your entire um, profession are yeah. all going to show up like right here, right now, like in intense sort of ways. And while you have the least resource that you'll ever have yeah. um, in your practice, the, the least knowledge. And I just think there is something about that of, we need to shift and change as a profession. Mm -hmm. And it's not just in at one agency. It's not in one state. It's mm -hmm. not even in one country, y'all. Like this mm -hmm. is something that we're seeing worldwide with all the people that come through the program that come through business school for therapists. Like this is that piece. And really, I, I think... <laughs> Like business school is so much more than about business. It's about taking back your clinical intuition. It's about taking back your clinical judgment. It's about like saying yes to what works and saying no to what doesn't and like taking back your clinical outcomes because it just is pissing me off. Like there are so many people, whether it's based on profits or based on maybe this like you know, I think a lot of people start out in this place of like, I want to make mental health accessible and we want to do these grants and we want to like reach people. And then somewhere along the way, it gets perverted like over and over again. It gets like shifted. Yeah. And it's just like, no, we need to take it back. And when we put it back, when we give clinicians and, and coaches and therapists like permission to go back in and say like, what's true and what's right and what works. Mm -hmm. freaking magic it's, it's magic huge. it's huge and you're right that's not just like one agency that i've experienced mm -hmm. that in either it's so true and it's also just sad and disheartening too because when you're putting in like new therapists in a situation that maybe they haven't even had training in or maybe they don't even have guidance in and i mean sometimes i've been put i've worked in a couple different agency settings and in some of those settings like i had I didn't have like my primary supervisor, like they had their own stuff going out on that mm -hmm. time, but mm -hmm. someone else had to step in. And so even in that, like that was kind of hard too, because then you are kind of shifting who am I meeting with and what am I doing and where am I getting guidance with this? And then depending on if that mm -hmm. other supervisor works in a particular area or with certain diagnoses or populations, you just kind of feel lost as a new therapist. And then mm -hmm. it becomes discouraging versus like, 
when you just give yourself that permission to go all out and put yourself out there, mm. it is magical and it's so different. And mm. that's one of the things too, like with working a lot with the LGBT Q plus population, a lot of folks, what's so nice about at least where I'm in in Minnesota, maybe this is in California too, a little bit, like a lot of folks are saying like, no, I want a trans provider and I am not trans. Like I'm a cisgender woman. Mm -hmm. Right. So like, I get it. I respect that. And it's so nice that folks can say, I want this specifically because yes. it is going to help my therapy journey. And yes. so it's cool to see that even happening as well. And that connection with that provider who's the right fit. I think that like, it's so empowering. Mm -hmm. Like people are taking, like uh, clients are taking the power back of saying, wait, what do I really need? And we're getting out of this like, oh, I can just go to this person with these, you know, letters after their name. I'm going to go to the guru and I'm going to trust that whatever they say goes and I'm going to disconnect from my intuition. I'm going to disconnect from my heart's desire. I'm going to disconnect even from what my head says. And I'm going to feel even guilt and shame, maybe even be shamed by the therapist if I say, oh, this actually doesn't feel right versus the therapist saying like, it doesn't feel right. Tell me more. Mm -hmm. Let's explore. Let's lean in together. Let's figure it out together. And let's mm -hmm. figure it out if this is something to be explored and, and kind of like co-created and tweaked together or extra or with someone else or whatever that looks like. Like um, it should be a thing that every therapist, when somebody expresses that displeasure or disconnection or what have you like that is a gift. Mm -hmm. That is right. a gift. It's even like the gift, like going back to like the sex therapy thing. When somebody says like, hey, I don't dig this in bed, that is a gift. Mm -hmm. That is an opportunity for connection and, mm -hmm. and alignment. Like that is a beautiful thing. That's not an attack on you. That's mm -hmm. a gift. That's an opportunity, you know? I want to mm -hmm. talk a little bit more about website stuff because you have this yeah. beautiful website. How has your website, wh where did you start with that? Did you outsource it? I know the answers to this, but other people <laughs> don't. <laughs> did you outsource it? Did you build it yourself? Tell people um, about what it's been like to build your practice from scratch, really realistically over the last year and, and change. Um, like how has your website played into that? Yeah, so my website has like, it's kind of baby steps, like one baby step at a time. And I know that even right now, like there's stuff on there that I know that I have to go in and change just because I updated stuff yesterday, but it's not mm -hmm. on every single page and alignment. And I think, um, so I do it all and I am going to be adding some more videos and stuff and kind of doing some different things just to mesh all these different types of niches together. So then people know that like, hey, like you can seek me out for, um, sex therapy. You can seek me out for holistic coaching. I get a lot of people say to me in private practice, what are you doing year one? Because you're killing it, Jackie. Can I pick your brain? Like, yes. And that's a consultation. So that's on there. <laughs> but, um, I'm doing some things to mesh things all together. And I was like thinking in my head too, before this, I was like, oh crap, me and Miranda are going to talk about this. Not all of it's going to be done. And then I was like, hold on, Jackie. Don't shame yourself here. Realistically, no. your website is never finished. Like it no. can always be better. It can always transform. It can always change. And so I do it all myself. The first time I did it, 
um, I really just kind of worked on one thing at a time, one page at a time and exploring and adding things more and more. And now that it's almost, I think it's a year, maybe less than a year, yeah, less than a year later now, I'm kind of having that mindset again of like, you know what, this is a great opportunity to just open up like the conversation around things can always change in your website, things can always change in your business and you don't have to stick with only one thing and it'll take some time and you can pivot and people will see it through the changes of it. So it's a lot of work. I'm not gonna lie, yeah, <laughs> because then I can just hop on and do it versus me calling someone up and say, "Hey, can you do this? Can you do that?" Like me, I'm a go, go, go person. If you haven't picked up on it, <laughs> like, I'm like I'd rather just get this shit done than outsource. And in the future, if I outsource it, like if I update it in two to three years and have a glow up, fine. Right now, mm -hmm. like it is how it is, and I'm okay with that, and I'm accepting of that. And I love I, that. I love my glitter. Not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, I think this is the piece too. I think there are so many people who think they have to have it all figured out. And mm -hmm. I think it is more like the, um, I think about it in terms of like decorating your office or decorating a room. Like, yeah, mm -hmm. there's some people who just have a clear vision and they just do it and you bring in a designer and does that. Maybe that does work for your room, but it probably doesn't work for your business long-term. Mm -hmm. And I think it also leaves us kind of disconnected from like how to make shifts and changes. Like you are someone who knows about your search engine optimization. You know what keywords you're looking for. You mm -hmm. know, you can look into the back end of your website and see, mm -hmm. oh, I'm being found for sex therapy in Minneapolis. I'm being found for sex therapy in Minnesota. Like here are the things and you know what knobs to turn Mm -hmm. to make your website more findable, to convert more clients, to connect in with more people. Mm -hmm. How does this all translate into the fullness of your practice? Do you have space right now? Do you have openings? Do you have a wait list? Like what's happening in your practice today? <laughs> Every single week it changes. <laughs> mm -hmm. No, so I do have openings. And for me, that's one of the things too that I would just encourage anyone that's going into private practice, like don't get so fixated on the number to mm -hmm. stress yourself out. Like you can do everything. We were talking about this one of another one of the weeks ago, like you can do everything to market your practice, to market your business, market yourself. And at the end of the day, like that's just going to like stop from the people and the universe and like trusting people actually coming in. Mm. So for me, like I have like next week, I have like 10 clients on the books. Mm -hmm. The week after it may be a couple less, the week after it may be a couple more because some mm -hmm. of my clients are graduating, which is mm. awesome and great. Like you want that for your clients in therapy, right? And some other people are just starting. So it's really mm -hmm. just like a balance of, okay, like you lose one, you get one. You lose one, you get one. Maybe this mm -hmm. isn't the right fit. Oh, I just found another person who is my jam. So yeah. I do have some openings for clients. Yes. Um, and it's, who knows? Everything changes on a dime. It feels like in business. Somewhere. Right? I have absolutely had those days where I'm like, oh, like, oh, that's interesting. I have four openings mm -hmm. and filled four openings in an afternoon. Like, I, like I've had the, um, there were times in particular where I was like, did they do like an EMDR thing on CNN or on like 2020? Because suddenly I'm just getting people calling out of the blue for like EMDR. I'm just like, what is happening <laughs> here in this moment? 
Yeah, it comes um, and goes in waves. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. Uh, Tamika shared, carving out my ATP, which is my marketing message, is a struggle and fleshing it out. My website has seen a decent amount of traffic, but I need to tweak uh, some things and work on SEO, right? So it's this process mm-hmm. that we get clarity of who our marketing message is and mm-hmm. also make sure that our website is being found by the people who really, really need us. Um, and that can be just this um, this uncovering as you're new in practice and also like as we reconnect with our int- intuition. What's mm-hmm. feeling good? Like, oh, these clients are feeling good. But like, oh, this part, this might feel good too. What does that look like to get mm-hmm. that put together? And what I love about you, Jackie, is as much as you are like doing all the things, mm-hmm. you're doing them with intentionality. Mm-hmm. And some of that is because we're like, slow your roll a little bit. Like we want you <laughs> on the first page of Google for sex therapy in Minneapolis or whatever. Mm-hmm. But you have been going through that process of like, let me get intentional. Mm-hmm. Let me get the, the people rolling in for sex therapy. Okay, I'm ready for holistic couching, coaching. Mm-hmm. Let me go do my market research. Let me see what my keywords are. Now mm-hmm. let me work on showing up on the first page of Google. Mm-hmm. Like there's a way when you want to do a lot of things there's a way to do it intentionally and kind of in an order where you're going to get the most bang for your buck, where you're going to have the most feedback versus if we kind of throw it all out all at once and we don't get clarity on like how it works or why it works, then mm-hmm. it's hard to kind of replicate with that additional um, that additional service or that adif- additional niche, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, I think it's really beautiful. So what advice would you have to someone who's watching who who's kind of where you are, where you're like, where they're in a space at an agency or someplace else where like, they're being pushed into doing work that doesn't feel good to them, where they're like, every time they speak their truth, they're feeling shut down, they're starting to feel themselves, maybe you talked about that idea of like opening up and blossoming like a flower. Maybe they're starting to feel like they're dried out and like, you know, like they're getting zero light. Mm -hmm. What would you say to them? You don't take care of you. Nobody else is going to take care of you. No one else is that at that company is going to care as much. And you know what, if you are struggling, like, and you are a burnt out therapist and you are working in a big agency setting and you, you can't even like talk to anybody about it. Like even in your personal life, potentially, or maybe you're seeing a therapist for it and it doesn't feel like things are helping. Like at the end of the day, it's your choice to put yourself first and it's your choice to continue being in that cycle and stuck. And in a way too, it, it does sometimes feel like, you know, because we are told different messages, like you, you go to grad school, maybe you have one conversation about private practice and that's it. And then you're taught to like go take insurance and go to a mental health agency clinic setting or job or whatever it is. But at some point, like you may want something bigger give that gift to yourself, like do it. Because if you don't show up for like this work and for yourself in this work, how good are you going to be for your clients? At the end of the day, I think it's, you have to step into like that joy of yours and you have to put your happiness first because Mm -hmm. if you're, if you're telling a client that like, (laughs) then what are you doing? Like you got to also do that as well. And so if people are feeling like, you know, they need to water their garden a little bit, or they need like some sunshine and some sunlight. I would say like, honestly, look for those therapists that really motivate you in the world. 
figure out what about them motivates you figure out what are your goals then and like how do you want to bring them to life and i think vision boards are obviously like great tools with it and obviously mm -hmm. like manifestation and declaration and affirmations can be great and they don't mean shit unless you take the steps to do the fucking work. Like you gotta do the work. So I think it's really just encouraging folks like step into your power. Like you matter as a therapist. And I want you to know that I'm telling you, you matter. And if you don't mm -hmm. think you matter, just remember that you do. Do not question yourself when it comes mm -hmm. into making that move. There's a fear that is there of like, I'm gonna lose abundance. I'm gonna lose clients. Mm -hmm you know what, you can push past it and you can do it anyway, because I did it. And I know you can do it too. And it's a great gift to give yourself, honestly. Yeah. Just so good. Yes. So <laughs> girl, I'm with you. We just, we were just did our training this morning about um, burnout and private practice. And I was all over the, all over the soapbox all morning. So tell people, I know Obviously, we actually just like officially, officially opened up business school um, for this round um, for therapists today. Um, how has business school impacted your life? Why did you join and how does life look different post business mm -hmm. school or and it's lifetime access. So it's kind of a thing. But um, mm -hmm. how has it changed you? <laughs> it's changed me in so many different ways. Honestly, um, I've gotten a lot of community and connection and support. And honestly, like I never knew how great I was at speaking until you pulled that out of me, Miranda, because mm. I was not that person in school growing up to speak in the classroom. I would blow off school growing up to go and hang out with my friends. Like I was a good student, but like, I didn't really give a rip about school. About <laughs> and so I think it's, it's something that helps you step into your strengths and your talents while also learning about, okay, what the hell do I need to know in business? And like me, I was searching for so much prior to um, boot camp last spring of a bunch of different things when it came to SEO, when it came to marketing, when it came to different types of therapy sites, when it came to what is the best route when it comes to marketing your practice and what's the best website and then how much do you pay and then <laughs> crunching numbers, right? And so it was just nice to have all of that in one place mm -hmm. and be able to use it and incorporate it step by step, bit by bit, piece by piece, because that is such a big part of like understanding, like you said, well, you don't need to hire out someone to do your website. You can DIY it, learn it, learn the mm -hmm. keywords me, I'm competitive, competitive as fuck. And we know I don't like blogging, but I did it last year, like on a weekly basis to be like, I'm going to be on the first page of Google, bitches, get me there. And, and it was cool because it happened at one time in less than six months. And now I, I could be on page three or something, but you know, it'll go back and that's fine too. And so I think it's just nice to have the space and the connection with people where I like the phrase that you use, like we don't compete, we stand out because I think a lot of people think, oh, how competitive is that niche for sex therapy in Minneapolis? Mm -hmm. Well, I don't think about it like that anymore. And I yeah. think I did at the beginning mm -hmm. of moving into private practice of, oh, there's all these other therapists and like, they're all doing the same thing and I'm not going to find clients, which was really all fake limiting beliefs. <laughs> true. Yeah. And it was just such a great, quote to remember because it's like other boot campers and other people will also say, well, you know, like I'm unique in my own way and what's for me will come to me and what's for you will come to you. And no one can do what we do exactly how we do it. And so I yeah. just think 
the mentality behind it too and the spirit behind it just helps so much in a healthy way that yeah. we have not been taught. I feel like therapists, we've been taught in some abusive ways, to be quite honest, yeah. in different settings, and it's not fair. And we don't need to perpetuate like that trauma cycle if it's little t trauma, right? Like we need mm -hmm. to eliminate that and like reduce that shame, like fuck shame. I hate shame, <laughs> clearly. <laughs> yeah, and I think we need to, because then I think when we do that, right, collectively as a profession, then we teach the next, we teach any employee, we teach any mentee, we teach any person. And when people start, like you talked about, like look around and see the therapist that you're drawn to right? Mm -hmm. What's so interesting, this has happened like again and again and again over the years. Therapists will be like, I, from business school, will be like, you know what, I'm going to network some, with some other therapists. So I'm going to go and I'm going to like look around and they'll be like, oh, this person's website, like I'm really drawn to this person. They go and they meet the person, they're a business schooler, like over and over again. <laughs> they're like, oh, I'm drawn to this energy. I'm drawn to this person who's like really putting themselves out there. They're so articulate. It really drew me in. I mm -hmm. felt this like vibe and connection. Oh, I hadn't, <laughs> I didn't even realize yeah. that like, oh my gosh, we're both in business school. Like, yeah. you know, like we joined at different times or what have you. And for me, I was like, where are my Minnesota bitches at? Like, I want to know <laughs> with you. And I got to meet up with Julie Moyan and mm -hmm. we just vibed. She was like, I don't, I know that like the way I speak and how I talk is not like representative of my age or anything like that. So then I feel misunderstood by like my fellow therapists that are in her age group or age range or whatever. And I'm like, mm -hmm. you're my jam. Like, you're the <laughs> I like, I love this. And she's just so well spirited mm -hmm. and just so wholesome. And we literally mm -hmm. live less than 10 minutes away from each other. It's wild. <laughs> I just, it's so, it's so, it's such a beautiful thing. And when we create that energy out in the world, right, the more therapists that we can get to kind of, I say like come to the light side with us, <laughs> like, <laughs> right, <laughs> like let's come to the light side, like yes. let's come over here. Like it's, it's really nice over here. Mm -hmm. I think it's going to change our profession. Like there's mm -hmm. something happening right now. We are in this like, crossroads where there are more people who are leaving the profession than entering it. And there are people who go through and they invest sometimes like a hundred thousand dollars in getting the schooling to be a therapist. And they go through the licensing process only to go, Oh, you know what? I don't feel like I can make money doing this. And I don't feel like I can be true to myself while doing this. So I'm going to give all that up to become a coach. Coaching is great. Mm -hmm. I love it. And that's all lies. You mm -hmm. don't have to give up who you are to be a coach. You can be who you are in the fullness of your therapy practice. And you don't have to call yourself a coach to be able to be paid well as a therapist. All of that is the martyrdom and all the lies that we have been taught and perpetuated in this in this silly profession. So we're in this place where we have to take back the truth of our profession. Mm -hmm. And we have to do it now because if we don't, I think there is a, an opportunity or, or a thing where like it's we're not going to be out there to reach the people that need to be reached. And coaching does something specific and therapy does something specific. 
we need therapists. We desperately need them. People aren't just, you know, people are like, well, I think people don't want therapy. No, people want therapy. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. they want therapists that they can connect to, that Mm -hmm. that give them hope and that like know their stuff and that are actually effective. They don't want just a bobblehead nodding at them. They want transformation, (laughs) right? Yes, a hundred percent. And it's so funny that you say that too, because this is one of the things that like I'm reading Transsex by Lucy Felding and it's just great. And she talks about like, put this, you know, like disclose a little bit on your intake forms and the cultural component part of it. Mm. And I was updating my forms and stuff too. This was a little while ago. I need to pick up the book again. (laughs) But um, it was just so fascinating because now that like when I'm getting new clients and stuff, they will tell me more because I put like, I am a Polish American cisgender, like heterosexual kinky woman. And I am a cancer zodiac spiritual, like crystal lover, like guru or something like that, like a big ass sentence. And so I just kind of said, for example, like self-disclosure, like that's who I am. Right. And a lot of people, like what I'm seeing is are answering this question more and are feeling more connected Mm -hmm. to me as their provider, because I disclosed that. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things too. I'm like, I need to put that up on my website. It'll get done when it gets done. But what a great message because the kink community has been put down so much for sexuality, right? And some people may be like, girl, Jackie, I knew you were fucking kinky. And other people may be like, you're this little blonde bitch. No, you aren't. Okay, whatever. And it's one of the things, too, that clients want to feel safe going to a Mm -hmm. provider that sometimes will self-disclose those things. And then it also opens up those conversations of also, like, how to be a human first and a therapist second, like, who we are. And so that's a piece that I really align with, too, of, like, we need to stop breaking this martyr of, like, like this martyr version of what therapists do and who we are and, like, this mm-hmm. idea that um, we have to show no expression. We can't cuss. We can't self-disclose. We can't say, mm-hmm. I get that. That's really tough and that's really hard. Or, you know, if a client asks you a question, like, do you have kids or are you the oldest sibling? Because it relates to something therapeutically, I think there is an appropriate amount of self-disclosure, right? Obviously it's not turning into Jackie's therapy session, but Mm -hmm. clients like that. And I've gotten that feedback from clients when I've just like shared random things. They're like, no, I like it when you say stuff like that because I think it's so funny because I'm thinking it. And then we have this (laughs) moment and I feel connected to you more as a provider and I trust you more. So yes. that's huge. And it gives it, it's that modeling too of like what does it mean? Like you're talking about like in your intake, you model mm-hmm. what it's like to own yourself. Mm-hmm. And so now I have this opportunity to go, oh, what, what who am I? What what are the important pieces? Um mm-hmm. from a Facebook users, I love this. What a great surprise on my break. I love hearing the oh. truth. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. how cool is that? I'm so glad that you're here on your break as well. I'm so glad that you're hearing the truth and that you know, right, that you are needed, that therapy is amazing, that you can do coaching because you want to, not because you have to, (laughs) that you deserve care and healing and and hope. Like it's it's all there. So I'm going to put some resources for you all who are here Um, today. We have some trainings that we just did. If you're feeling burnout, like we did a 
a really badass training today. Um, brought me to tears, brought some other people to tears. If you want to check that out, feel free to do that. And then if you are looking for some like step-by-step -step guidance, like the whole roadmap of, hey, I need some support in getting my business where it needs to be. We have specific tracks, whether you're starting from scratch, whether you're open and struggling, whether you're a group practice or whether you're ready to go, uh, you're successful and you want to go beyond the couch. We have all of that for you. We have the resources in the comments for you. Um, can we all give a big thank you to Jackie? Jackie, thank you thank for you. having and hanging out with me for like almost an hour. I so appreciate you and just thank being you, real and sharing truth. Hell yeah. No shame. <laughs> no shame. Um, and what would you say, shameless self, shameless self-promotion, what would you say to someone who's like on the fence about joining business school? They're like, I don't know if that would work for me. What do would... it. If you don't invest in yourself, no one else is going to. Like, do it. It would be one of the best, unregrettable decisions that you could ever have. Yeah. Until next time, y'all. Uh, we're here for you. Right? Check it out. We got support. You are not alone and you are needed. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Starting a Counseling Practice podcast. Just a reminder, if you want some support in your private practice, we have an upcoming free training on creating a subpoena process. So check it out at zinnime.com and we'll see you next time.